This is a Hot Pie Original. Uh, welcome to the Gray Area Podcast with me, Chad Fisher. No more, no more. Yo, yo, it's Aaron Cheatham. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gray Area Podcast. I'm Chad Fisher alongside my co-host, Mr. Aaron Cheatham. Aaron, how you doing, brother? Brother, I am fantastic. You good? Si. si. Es muy bien, señor. Okay. That's... ¿Y tú? Si. <laughs> <laughs> is that, did, we, did we cross I mean, your threshold of that, Spanish? Yeah, C is about, is about as far as I go. How, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, man. Um... Fucking, you know, doing the dad thing, man. My son slept through the night for the first time ever. I was still up watching fucking basketball way too late. No, I was actually, I, I take that back. I'm trying to act all hard and shit. No, I was up watching Married at First Sight last night. That's what I was doing. <laughs> all right, let's see the episode. Doug, it is the done. worst. It's the Thank worst. you for coming to the gray area. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Here's I can tell eyes. you something. It is the worst show ever, and I know because I've watched all 12 seasons of it. It's terrible, dude. It's the worst show <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible you always every year there's like a girl it's like i don't think i don't think he's taking marriage seriously enough it's like i don't think you are motherfucker you're on a reality television show where you marry someone you've never met before i don't think you're taking it serious enough <laughs> stephanie wow you have really strong opinions Dog. about this show it's a good that- show <laughs> it's, it's a good show I like it, man. Uh, I got a I got a bag of estrogen out in the lobby. Oh yeah, wanna, yeah. Hit me yeah. up, dog. I'm always yeah. down. Bring yeah. them, bring bring in the man boobies. Yeah, why not? Get man. your lactation going. I'm down. You know that's how I get down. You got a shout out for this? Yeah, man. My shout out is uh, the doctor. You about this doctor that appeared in court uh, at a court video while performing surgery? Uh, it's happened in Sacramento. Wait, what, shit, this is wait, a baller ass move. You said that a doctor appeared in court. Via while, video. While in surgery. While in surgery, yeah. The Medical Board of California said it would investigate a plastic surgeon. Oh, of course he's a plastic surgeon. He's like, it's just titties. No big deal. I can do this shit in my sleep. Fuck it. Uh, investigate a plastic surgeon who appeared at a video conference for his traffic violation while oh, operating. traffic court? Who gives a fuck, man? I'd, I'll do that while I'm taking He's shit. like, hold on a second. I'm fuck. putting in a titty. I'll get right back to you. Yeah, no, I didn't see the speed limit sign, sir. I'm sorry. I hit the uh, TV. He said, uh, so the the... The fucking judge or whatever was like, hello, Mr. Green. How are you? Are you available for trial? It kind of looks like you're in an operating room right now. And he's like, yeah, I am, dumbass. Good good fucking catch. I didn't, what, what tipped it off, you know? The fucking scrubs or the scalpel, you dumbass. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I think that's some baller ass shit, man. He just didn't give a shit. He's just like, nah, you know what? I, I got a traffic color. Fuck it, you know? I'm a double dip, motherfucker. All right. So All yeah, right. that's my uh, shout out. I don't know what the fucking dude's name is, but. But doctor guy that doctor, goes to court while doctor, in surgery. Doctor not give a fuck. That's who it is, man. My shout out this week goes to Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Steph oh, Curry. Steph Curry. Because that motherfucker has come back, you know, after being out pretty much all of last year. Uh, he's looking like Steph Curry circa 2014 right now. You know, minus the other half of the Splash Brothers. Dude, that's like my least favorite 
athlete ever, man. I can't what? stand that motherfucker. Every time he scores, he act like he just like fucking cured cancer or some shit. It's because so he probably annoying. did. Every time he scores, a, a child in Ethiopia dude, probably gets. It's some so bread. annoying. Watch him. The next time you watch him play, every time he scores, he's like, dude, I'm fucking. I'm like Kobe and shit. It's like dog. He's having down. fun. Why can't he have fun? Because he don't play defense. And neither does half the league. Well, he, neither him does half especially. The league. He's just so annoying. He just, and he's, I don't know, his face annoys me. Well, that's my goddamn <laughs> shout out. Cause that motherfucker is is back in a big way. I love to see a good comeback story. Uh, I mean, the the Warriors really ain't about shit really right now still. But yeah. fuck, dude, that dude is like he. It's ex- I don't care what you say. It's exciting to watch Steph when he's feeling himself. When he's dropping, that is all time. When he's when he's dropping threes from one step past half court. When he's just out there balling out. Uh, I'm not a Warriors fan. Steph's cool, but I love to see a good story like this. I love to see Steph back balling out like a motherfucker out there in the All Star game, just clowning folks. Fuck Steph. That's my ill. It was either Steph or Tom Brady, uh, and I give Tom Brady, oh, Tom Brady more love than day. I give Tom Brady more love yeah. than anybody in, on the planet. Tom Brady deserves to be my shout out every week just yeah, for existing. Is. He's an awesome guy. But I got to spread it out a little bit. And Steph, Steph is the man right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad to see Steph back on top. That's my shout out for the week. But we got a couple of guests. Yeah, man. We got some guests in studio, which is awesome. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. Um, uh, I don't know. I think both. Are y'all both owners? Yeah. So, okay. They're both owners of a new comedy club that's opening here in Austin, Texas called The Creek in the Cave. It's going to be opening up on uh, it's at the old Red 7 building, right? So Red River and 7th down in uh, here in downtown Austin. Marty Clark and Colton Dowling. How you guys doing? Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Dude, this is, this is super. <laughs> 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 bro, bro, we had to go get them downstairs from uh, where, we, where we recorded. I think it's like down there shooting up heroin in the courtyard and shit. They're like, hey, no heroin. You guys can have all the Bud Light you want, but no heroin. All right. Yeah. That's where we draw the line here. The security guard did not like <laughs> nah, us. He doesn't like anybody. So we, we just cracked open a beer while we started standing there. And he was just like, ah, oh, you can't drink it. He was just baffled that anybody yeah. would even try that. And I yeah. was like. Where did you come from? This has got to be the first time this has happened to him. I'm so sure. Then we man. got kicked outside, cracked <laughs> up on another one, and he was like, "You can't do that out here either." Like, Dude, they like inside. kicked you out of outside. They're like, "You guys got to get out of outside and come inside." That shit never happens, man. Well, they got you. But uh, yeah, we're super excited to have you guys on here, man. We can't wait to talk about the comedy club. This is something that Austin really desperately needs. We're super excited about that. But first, but first, we're gonna we're gonna play a game with you guys. It's called Dobbins and Bobbins. Are you guys game Dobbins for the game? Bobbins. We're game for the game, but we do not know those words. <laughs> that sounds like an ice cream shop. It could be. Absolutely, it could be. And don't act like you're not familiar with Dobbin and Bobbin. No, I've been blowjabbing and more blowjabbing. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know what that word is. <laughs> Before we go, I, I got to tell you, uh, to the audience and everybody, like Colton is one of my favorite people in Austin. Like I genuinely Super. love you, dude. I love uh, having yeah. you around. Uh, one of my favorite people. So I'm really excited that you're here. Marty's a person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Marty, we haven't talked, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I met Marty twice, uh, yeah. and they've been short conversations. Uh, you took me over with Jay and a group of other people to check out the the club. Yeah, uh, he's like, hold back. on a second, did I do that? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't know. He's, one of my he's like, hold on, I, I can only allow. <laughs> I've only had four black people in there. Was he one of them? Was, <laughs> I, there's uh, a quote I got like, hit every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I am genuinely happy to have you guys here. Uh, glad we can do this. The oh, game yeah. Dobbins and Bobbins comes from the UK. Uh, so the way it works is you. You guys all wrote down names of fake racehorses. Mm-hmm. I have the name sure. of one real racehorse. So I'm going to read off the list of names and you guys have to find out which one is the real racehorse. Now, there's a scoring system here, right? If you guess the real racehorse, you will get three points. 
Okay. And then you might win this uh, well, extravagant yeah, paperweight. We're getting there. Uh, if, <laughs> if, if somebody picks the racehorse that you made up, you get a point. And if nobody guesses the racehorse, then I get three points. I hope that's a bag with a bag, you know? It's a the, 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 <laughs> oh boy. The winner, the winner of the game gets this luxurious yeah. gray area podcast party bag. It's a paperweight. Uh and and I really hope that Chad wins because it's like a little grab bag of drugs in there. Just like little samples <laughs> of drugs, so. like a little bit of <laughs> little heroin, a little blow, oh, a little fu- little nug, you know. Chad's balls are in here. And we found out it was If Chad gets this his balls back, he'll stop watching Married at First Sight. There's a half a cigarette in there that we picked up. Is this Chad's testicles? There you go, man. It's very heavy. It's very heavy. Big balls. They're very girthy. Are you guys ready to play Dobbins and Bobbins? Yes. All right, here we go. First round. Here are the horse names. Marty's alcoholism. <laughs> I wonder who made up that one. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> the C word. Whore's horse, which is spelled W-H-O-R-S-E. Dude, that was going to be one of mine. That's so crazy. Whore's horse. <laughs> fiddlesticks and flat drunk. Which one of those is a real horse? Yes. Then? Again, that was the C word. Marty's alcoholism. Flat drunk. Whore's horse. Fiddlesticks. Which one is the real horse? Fiddlesticks. Yeah. Fiddlesticks. Well, what happens if we all... But yeah, we all yeah. Then all three of you just got three points. Hey, oh, actually, that's a lie. It's not Fiddlesticks. I made that one. Oh, you, I just... My bad. It's Flat Drunk. Flat Drunk was the actual oh, horse. Ah, I thought I wrote flat that You were down. so close. <laughs> flat Drunk. <laughs> Marty was so Fuck. close. Uh, <laughs> so that would be a three for me for the Fiddlestick guest. Next one. You guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the starting line, we have Stank Butt, Dumb Blondes, Dirty Toes, I'll Have Another, and big dick energy. I'll have another. That has I'll have another. That's definitely a horse. I've seen that horse race. <laughs> he's like, I fucking won twenty dollars on that motherfucker to show. <laughs> Are you just going with everybody else? Well, he said he saw. Him, so. <laughs> I know that motherfucker. Like, I know. Yeah. Y'all don't know I have another. That's where I got my glue. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, you guys are all right on that one. That yeah. one, you guys are all right. I'll have another. Yeah, you can't use real horse like Sea Biscuit, like things we're gonna know. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. I got there's. I had to go deep into the logs really? of, of I mean, real horse names. I'm a horse racing fanatic. Are you really? I've never been to one in my life. All right, fantastic. <laughs> I, like I just hats. know that name. Yeah. I like hats a lot. You know, I love hats. A good, a good fancy hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. the next game. You have to guess what they're real hats and not real hats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Next one. Ball buster. My mom. <clears throat> my mom's virginity. <laughs> that nay nay. Flat feet, feet, flat feet, feet, fuck that. Uh, and booger tits. <laughs> booger that, tits. It's the, it's the one that you couldn't say. The one I couldn't say? Flat feet, feet. Flat fleet feet. Flat fleet feet. Damn it, that's what I think it is too. What were the other ones? Flat fleet feet, ball buster, my mom's virginity, that nay nay, and booger tits. Uh, I'm going to say my mom's virginity. Your mom's virginity? Yeah. I'm going to go with flat feet, feet. Golden? Yeah, that word. All right. <laughs> He's like, are we still playing? Yeah. <laughs> who said, who came up with um, my mom's virginity? That was me. Uh, oh, I'm saying, yeah. I thought, thought it was a real yours? horse. Yeah. All right. So that's a point that's, for Marty. Oh, that is a real that, horse. Mom? No, no, no. That's oh, his horse. Damn. Marty is so at close. four points now. Um, And the correct answer was fat, fleet, fleet. Of course. Those there bastards. Of course yeah. they do that shit. Marty, you are leading as we go into the last round that's with right. seven points. Here we go. Colton, you got six. Chad, you're about to lose your bag. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. This is the last one. It's all to go for, though. You can still make up the points. Yeah. Last one. We ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The wife doesn't know. Speedy Gonzalez, young and breastless, dirty dick, and Mr. Head. 
Uh, what was the Young and the Breastless? Young and Breastless. Yeah, I'm going to do that one. Okay. Dirty Dick, Mr. Head, Speedy Gonzalez, The Wife Doesn't Know. The Wife Doesn't Know is what I'm going with. Me. Fuck. Well, that's not going to win me the money. Nope. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not money. Bro. <laughs> just, that's a, no, it, it's not money. Well, it's just a Then I do bad. not care about this at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you it's can definitely. It's a bag that may or may not have illicit drugs. Yeah, you can definitely sell the cocaine in here. Yeah. Okay. For cool. money. Uh, what's the. The first one was that. Uh, the wife doesn't know. Yeah, that one. They're gonna oh, be shit. mad disappointed. That's what I guessed. Damn it. Yeah, you guys both. Uh, you, you sure you want to stick with that? Is that your final answer? No, because they can't win that way. Okay. Correct? So, <laughs> what's the other ones? Speedy Gonzalez. No, I wrote that. Why don't you tell us? Well, <laughs> did you write that one? Yeah, I wrote that one. Oh no one guessed it. Like, yeah, it's I was, over, you know? I was thinking about y- it. Young and breastless, dirty dick and dirty dick and Mr. Head. Mr. Head. Mr. Head. Uh, so you got Mr. Head. You got the wife doesn't know. You yeah. got the young and breastless. Yeah. Did you write young and breastless? I did indeed. All right. Uh, that's a point for you. And also another me. point because you guessed the right one. The I'm wife amazing. doesn't know. Dude. I'm going to go pro in this game. <laughs> 11 points for you. Marty <laughs> Clark, you are the winner yeah, the, of Dobbins and Bobbins. Oh, my yeah. God. If you, Should I open yeah. it now? Yeah. We're going to whoop your ass in the parking lot for it, don't we? <laughs> yeah. That's just our... a rock, I think, actually. But, you know. It's just a rock? Yeah. It's a part. It's, it's a not a crack rock. rock either. Just a rock. Oh, it's an actual okay. rock. No, let's just stick this in here. Well, we I, use I, some glue. From I, I, I bought it like that. Did you use some glue? <laughs> it's just flare, actually. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything in. No, the bag is the paperweight. Yeah. The, is that is a huge <laughs> rock in here? Oh, it is an actual paperweight. Yeah, it's a paperweight. Oh, yeah. I thought I was really supposed to take this out. No. <laughs> I just no, no, let's welcome Marty Clark, who destroys <laughs> gifts given to him. You are the worst. <laughs> no. yeah. Hey, it's I, a present. Tore it up. I get up. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get us out of here. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, nobody has ever given you shit in life. You've had to work for everything. I don't get a lot of gifts. I'll clean this up. I don't get a lot just, of gifts. <laughs> like, I'm gonna destroy this whole thing to find this rock. I was gonna pull out all that blue stuff, so I'm glad I mean, that I stopped. <laughs> if, if you've if you ever wondered what a dope fiend looks like in real life <laughs> enter marty hey, clark if you think i can't snort that i'm gonna snort that <laughs> chad do you have headlines yeah we got some headlines man um did you hear about this shit uh the dna a dna test confirms former restaurant workers are sisters who cares that's hilarious right no because what check it out so two women were like working at a restaurant together and they didn't even know that they were sisters like the entire time and then hooters so I don't know. That's it, really. No, but, like, they, <laughs> so but they like, find out they're sisters, and so they fucking I don't know. They go to barbecues together or some shit. They fucking share recipes. Were they, were they separated at birth? Yeah, they were separated at birth. You know, they fucking. This is the most Connecticut shit I've ever heard. Is this Connecticut? It's the most Connecticut <laughs> shit I've ever heard. I think like, it, it probably is Connecticut. Like, I'm guessing Virginia. Uh, so the two met this in 2013 like, while working at a Connecticut restaurant. Yeah, it's uh, Connecticut. They recently found out that they had uh, has say, this made they had the same birth parents. Um, Wait, so, both parents? Ooh, one of that bitch must have been yeah. ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. That, that bitch came out looking like Schmeagle. They're like, ah. Yeah. When was the dishwasher? And they did the DNA test through Pet Finder, and one of them, um, despite no. being separated at birth, they were st- their both their lives still uh, turned out incredibly average too, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is the shift leader. The other one's the dishwasher. Yeah, she's yeah. like, look, I'll okay, let you guess which one's. You're which. still gonna need to come in on time tomorrow, Dolores. I'm not, I don't give a shit if we're sisters or not. You're still gonna fucking move, uh, clean the oven after work. You yeah. know. The Black one is the one washing the toilets. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, second head- headline: uh, Worst case, burglar caught overbite from German sausage. 
German police say they have solved the nine-year-old burglary. I wonder how it took nine fucking years. Uh, German police say they solved the nine-year-old burglary after DNA evidence found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. So this dude like couldn't help himself, ate it. Like what? he took half a bite of a sausage, left it there, and then his DNA was so, on like the fucking. Time out. What? No. For, for, first off, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> it did, man. <laughs> for, first off, out. you're telling me that a guy was robbing somebody and go, oh man, wiener schnitzel. I need a fucking, and it takes a bite. I need a, that sausage look good as <laughs> and shit. And then nine years later, <laughs> and then just, nine yeah. years later, yeah. he's in jail in another country for some other bullshit. And they go. We've got a DNA match to that wiener schnitzel yeah. from fucking. Dude, this is hilarious. And how did they separate it from human? And that's a good. Yeah, that'd be great. I guess it was like on the fucking bun or some shit. <laughs> or he just had like real jacked up teeth, and they were like, "We we're gonna find this guy." Who holds <laughs> on? Who held on to a sausage for DNA? Yeah. That long. I mean, they, they kept it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there and it was like that big of a case. Like, what the fuck got stolen? Like jewels uh, or some yeah. shit. They're like, uh, we gotta, we gotta keep I, this I, hot dog. Are bun. Germany's cold cases Never nine know. years late? <laughs> yeah, I like, guess, dude. <laughs> Take them <laughs> nine years to solve something. It says it wasn't clear what type of sausage known in Germany as worst. Uh, the burglar had nibbled, though. Police said it was a hard variety. <laughs> what the fuck? A hard sausage. I tell you what. I tell you what. That sounds uh, pretty. Uh, I think. Erotic. I think the four of us can go to Germany and rob that place clean. Yeah, they dude. won't figure it out they until twenty fifty. No, no, no! Don't eat the sausage. Don't eat the sausage. Just keep Marty away from sausages, yeah. and I think we'll be able to pull this off. We'll you know? keep Marty away from this next headline too, because custom inspectors find cocaine coated cornflakes in Ohio. Sounds oh, about I right. I kept this. I got. I find out. I brought, oh, no! I brought this one out for Marty, especially. <laughs> um, customs authorities in Ohio say they intercepted a shipment of cereal earlier this month with a special frosting, cocaine. Wow. For, <laughs> uh, for anybody listening, he brought that out because I'm from Ohio. I don't do cocaine. I'm just from Ohio. <laughs> well, if you did just, do cocaine, how would you get it off of the cereal? That's what I want to know. Well, that's here, what I'm saying. Here's, here's I was the cereal. They, you just lick it. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't. No. You got frosted flakes with a special coating, and you and you eat them in a special milk of uh, bull semen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and by bull, crazy. I mean Frank down yeah. the street. That's, like, <laughs> that's actually how they make monster energy drinks. It's just... Yeah, yeah right? dude. Seriously. <laughs> they, they asked uh, like Kellogg's that. They're like, so what's the secret to selling all these cornflakes for cocaine. 75 fucking years? <laughs> it's, like, like, cocaine. it's easy, man. It's cocaine. Coca that's all it is. Coca it's just coke, man. Why don't you let that's us it. do it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so some uh, dog found this oh, shit. Yeah, I'll tell you what, so. they're great. <laughs> 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 that's good, man. That's good. So, uh, yeah, it's going to do for headlines. Word. Well, glad to have you guys here in studio. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are part owners of the Cake and the Cake. Cake, cake and the Cake. <laughs> the cake. I'm, having, I'm having a bad name day. Dog, I'll just yeah. have you know. I fucked the up Cave the and Creek. Comedy. No, Creek no. And the cave. Ah. Still wrong. Ah. <laughs> so so y'all live in Austin. What's up? I was like, <laughs> I was like you just it's, never been in New York. Huh? Yeah, the Creek and the haven't. Cave Comedy oh, Club. Well, it's this used, to be a, this used to be a comedy club <laughs> in New York, and now it's it's moved down here because New York's New Yorkers can't do shit. They're not allowed to yeah. like, leave their house apparently and shit. <laughs> they're, so yeah, that, they're still in trouble up there. Yeah, so they moved that down here. And so, uh, can you tell us about how that came about? Like how the how that uh, came Shrooms. to fruition? Shrooms. Yeah. yeah, that's probably it. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, you want me to tell you the real story? That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the real story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happened. So I um I took over Rough Cut Comedy. I was kind of a part of it pre um pre COVID. That's what Gabe Cavasso started. So. I'd run like four monthly shows or something pre-COVID. Uh, and then when things started coming back, um, well, first off, like during the uh, George Floyd protests, I happened to run into Gabe Cavasso. So then I got in this big comedians group. So we had like 10 or 15 comics going out there like every day for like a week to protest. We're handing out waters and masks. 
And, uh, and so I got back in with the comedians. I hadn't even seen a comic in like three to six months, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started hanging out with them again. And then Craig Fergola convinced me to go to an open mic. That was, I think the first one I went to was Michelada's. The second one was Opa. Uh, but I went to either of those and I was like, oh, comedy is, you know, coming back. They're doing it in a safe way. They're doing it outdoors. I need something to do. I was like, I'll just start an open mic because my background is in Wisconsin where I'm from. I, uh, I started a, a ton of shows. Kind of producing was kind of my thing because it just builds stage time for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll start my open mic. So I started my Lucky Duck open mic. By week two, we had over 60 comedians. It was mm-hmm. over four hours. It was great because people were just chomping at the bit to get back out to do stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I started that. And then I was like, all right, well, now we need a showcase. This is just a mic. Let's start doing showcases. So I started showcasing, uh, I think, WTF, Baker Street, uh, my Lucky Duck. Also, I built a showcase there. They just started piling on. And then before I knew it, in December, I think we had 20, 26 or 27 shows in the month of December. Damn. Yeah. And so then uh, one of my shows was, um, it's called Wise Quacks at Lucky Duck. It's the first Friday of every month. Uh, Hunter Duncan was headlining. It was sold out. Great show. Uh, December 5th. I remember the date. It was December 5th. We went uh, after there was these guys. This is all, what you're going to find out from this club coming to be, it's very much so luck. Mm-hmm. So these guys that I'd met that day, day drinking, uh, I just gave them free tickets to the show. They came through. We went out drinking after. Turned out they were venture venture capitalists. They were like, hey, we want to invest in Rough Cut. You guys are doing a great thing here. Oh, sure. You're blowing up. And I was like, we don't really need any money. Our shows are going well. Like, you know, I don't know what I'd do with that. Yeah. And so he's like, well, you should open up a club. And I'm like, I would never open up a club. That's not my thing. It's just I, I produce shows to give myself and other people stage time. But mm-hmm. I don't want to do like hiring, firing. I don't yeah, want to do yeah. like liquor stuff. So I was like, uh, he's like, just sleep on it. So that night I went home, took a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> uh, I took a bunch of mushrooms. And I was laying in my bed and I was watching this podcast, one of my favorite ones called Legion of Skanks. And it was the last one. It was three days before the Creek in the Cave shut down for good. And Rebecca Trent happened to be there. She hopped on the mic. I knew what the Creek in the Cave was for years because I'm a comedy nerd. And, uh, and it's it just, I, I knew their vibe. I knew they're very scene oriented, developing local comics. Uh, it's a very, it's a great drop-in club. It's just, I loved what she did there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anyway, she was talking about how sad she was. So me kind of just on a whim, I'd never talked to her before. I've, I've, last time I went to New York, I was eight years old. So I never performed there. So I just hit her up randomly on Facebook and I'm like, hey, uh, would you ever consider moving the Creek in a Cave down to Austin? I'm really sorry that it shut down. I know it was such a storied club in New York. And she's like, yeah, let's talk tomorrow. So I talked to her the next day. I said, hey, we might be able to like, you know, find some money and find a spot. We flew her down like a week and a half later, found a spot. And then like less than three months later, here we are. And we opened up April 1st. That's crazy, man. Wow. That's really wild. And one of the reasons for people that aren't familiar with the, uh, I was going to say, Did you send her a message when you were on Shrooms? Was like, hey, man, we should really yeah. totally like come together as one, man. The universe brought us together. <laughs> yeah, man. man. It's like just <laughs> destiny, man. I don't know if you've ever heard about destiny, man, but this is what this <laughs> is. Um, but uh, no, but for a lot of people that don't know the Austin comedy scene is that for the longest time, Austin only had one comedy club. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, uh, it, I, I'm, if you weren't there, you weren't performing. You know what I'm saying? You were performing at bars and and. Uh, uh, shows like that you weren't that was the only comedy club in town and so uh with no, covid I mean, velve too velve yeah okay so yeah. yeah but one and a half i guess one you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> but uh Velveta room uh one and a half uh but so now comedy clubs are opening up all over the place here in austin we've got a guy on next week right. the, the guy that runs vulcan and everything um mm-hmm. but uh were you thinking about that when you opened this place up or did you think about like uh you know cap city just closed obviously this is going to we're going to have, you know, kind of a free reign on talent down here because Austin has an immense amount of uh, talent here in terms of stand up comedy. Right. 
Well, no, I, I did. Uh, like we knew Cap City shut down. I was very. It was sad for the whole Austin um, community. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was such a. They're, they're there for like I think thirty five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that did kind of play into it. We knew Rogan was eventually going to open up his club, which he still is, uh, but that probably won't be till for a while from now. Um, and so we were like, yeah, there was a big void mm-hmm. in terms of comedy clubs. We didn't know Cap City was going to come back, which we're very glad they are in the domain. Uh, but we didn't know anybody was good. They were going to come back or anything else was going to blow up other than Rogan. And so yeah. we didn't, we didn't want to really run a comedy club. Cause like I said, I mean, we're comedians. Yeah. So. You want to do comedy. You don't want right. to. Right. The amount of times shit. that I bitched about just like, having a show, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the work involved <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in producing. It's a booking and all yeah, that shit. I, yeah. I want to tell yeah. dick jokes. Yeah. 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 It's right. Mind blowing. Yeah. And so we didn't, so that's why I, this would have never worked out unless we got uh, the perfect person who's Rebecca Trent. She ran a, um, an amazing club for 14 years in New York. And so with her running it, uh, we found just the perfect fit because between us, we know the Austin scene really well. We know, um, I mean, he's been here longer than I have, but we know Austin, we know the city. Uh, I, I mean, I've been bartending and doing restaurants here since I moved here two years ago. So I know kind of the service industry. We know um, how everything's kind of coming up. And then there, there's a little bit, I wouldn't call it a, like um, a change in the Austin scene, but there is just so many new comics. I mean, for example, like uh, yesterday, two days ago was I had my open mic at Lucky Duck. There was 74 comedians that went up. Jesus. It's a record. 74 comedians. And of those 74, there was, I think I counted six who were here pre-COVID. Wow. And so everybody moved in here. And so that, that's what really helped me out personally so much because I knew the way I, I ran things in Wisconsin and the way I, I, I wanted to run stuff down here was to be welcoming and supportive. And for how many new people are moving in, I just know how much it sucks when people aren't supportive and like welcome in. And so like I, I when I started my mic up, I made sure that I can um, like, for example, my favorite story is Nick Roche. Nick Roche runs a Sunday mic at San Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I sat him down the first day he showed up. It was actually like my second mic there. Uh, first day he showed up into town. He moved there the day before. So he shows up to my mic and I'm like, hey, like he's one of the first people there. I'm like, hey, I introduced myself, told him about the mic, asked him when he moved here. He's like, I moved here yesterday from Connecticut. I don't really know anybody. And I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You're going to sit your ass down right next to me. And I'm going to introduce you to every single person who comes up here. And so that's what I did. I introduced them to everybody. And that's what, that's what I really wanted to um, ingrain into what we were going to do at a club. And Rebecca, me and Colton, we all see eye to eye on that. It's, you know, it's, 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 we're paying homage to the, the Austin scene because it is such a storied, amazing comedy city, but it is, there's so many new people that it needs to be welcoming. There's going to be a lot of new shows, a lot Mm -hmm. of new people. I mean, it's, it's, that, that's just really where I came from, from Wisconsin, because I, I'd seen, I mean, honestly, I had a really bad time when I first started in comedy. Mm. And so I was just like, I don't want that to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I want people, if it's their first time doing comedy or if it's their first time in Austin, I want to introduce them to people. Cause I mean, really comedians, we're all just the Island of misfit toys. We're all yeah, just a bunch of weirdos. Very, very true. What, what do you say to people that say it's irresponsible to be running that many shows or running shows at all right now during the pandemic? Sure. And I mean, uh, they have. I've gotten um, a little bit of, of flack for that. And, you know, right now I have moved uh, a good amount of my shows inside. But when I first started uh, running stuff, all of my shows were outside. That's that's the only way you could do it. We try to do it as safe as possible. I mean, what I did is I saw I t- like because I've, I've done comedy, I think, like 17 or 20 states. But I looked at what the other big cities were doing or the other cities that were running anything. And all the only way you could do it at first, like in September, was to do it outside, mic covers, sanitize, still have the table six feet apart. And that was the only safe way to do it. Uh, and so that's how I started doing it. I did everything outside and then like slowly kind of transitioned a lot of things inside. Um, and you know, it's, it's a fair point. They have a point. I mean, there, there's, 
there's not really a safe way to do really anything. That was a big thing with COVID. We didn't know if we could go to the grocery store. We didn't know yeah. if that, we didn't know if masks were working. Just the, the science was out on a lot of those things. And so I just, for me, I, honestly, I, I didn't blame people for not coming out, comedians or audience members. I'm like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable, please stay home. I'm not trying to get you to come out or making you come out. Mm -hmm. If you come out and perform or you come out and watch my shows, that's great. I feel comfortable doing it. On a personal note, I have no, I have like no kids that I'm worried about. I have no, like my parents are, I haven't seen them in months or whatever. I had nobody that I was worried about getting them sick. So if there was a group of comics that like could do it in a safe way, then like that's because comedy is all I have. Honestly, I was, mm -hmm. I was unemployed after uh, COVID hit and I was just sitting around. I did nothing for six months, <laughs> literally nothing. And so I was just like, I need, I need to do comedy. Cause I it was got to the point where I was just like, what am I going to do? And so when, when I saw, like, like I said, Micheladas and Opa come back, I was like, all right, if there is a safe way to do comedy then, and I can, you know, help, uh, facilitate that, then that's what I'm going to do. And so there was, I, I, I got a good, not a good amount, but I did get some negative feedback about running shows. And, you know, I always told anybody who like brought it to me specifically, I just said, you know, straight up like, that's, that's okay. You don't, you don't have to be happy with me running shows. I'm not trying to kill people. The people that are coming out to bars, first off, people are going to bars regardless yeah, yeah, of yeah. if we're running comedy shows or not. Yeah. So I'm like, if people are going to bars regardless, you know what, we need comedy more than ever because we're all just sad after being inside for six mm -hmm. months. So I was like, people need to laugh. If we can do it in a safe way, I know there's going to be haters out there, but like, I'm just going to do, do my best. And I mean, there is, um, in the comedy scene in Austin, it's funny that there weren't a lot of people, a lot of comedians, I'm not going to say this, but a lot of comedians who got COVID. And I mean, even we, we did it as safe as we possibly could. I mean, there yeah. were some shows that were doing no mic covers, no socially distancing, like none of that. And I tried to do it as, as safe as I possibly could, because I knew that was the only way to make people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then trust me as a producer and a comedian. Yeah. I think that's important. That's is extremely important. So can you tell us a little bit? So you, you alluded to it there. You're talking about like the, you want the, uh, the club to be a, a welcoming open place for new comedians and everything like that. Can you give us a little idea of what, what else is going to be like, what the club else is going to be like? Like, is it going to be cutting edge? Is it going to be, you know, different theme shows every night? Uh, what's the weekend's going to look like? What type of uh, comedians or headliners and stuff are you guys going to have? What will differentiate you guys from yeah. like what we've seen from comedy clubs? Or are you just going to be a regular, normal, run-of-the-mill So comedy? the amount of art that we've dropped into this place is insane. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a light at like, we're doing a neon tree that lights oh, up shit. like and just like shoots up. We have a mural around the entire outside. Damn. We have a light wall on the outside that shoots lights through everything. So like, it's going to be an art house as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're also going to do like burlesque shows. Uh, there's going to be a drag brunch every Saturday. Like, awesome. like we're trying to yeah. really create like weird things. And like Austin's right. lost so much of that. Weirdness. Totally agree. Like yeah. there's no nothing weird no. really at all anymore. It's just like tech. Right. It's just a city. Yeah. It's just, it's thing. a cool city. I love Austin. I'll probably be here for the rest of my life, but yeah, it's not as weird. I mean, I've been here 11 years. It's not, as weird as it was when I first moved here, you right. know, I like used to have like waitresses with their shoes off and shit. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah, fucking no, no, you ain't seen that shit nowhere. Well, but and that's really what we're focusing on is it's not just comedy in in itself. It's really it's all of the arts because, like I said, I mean, he mentioned burlesque. Where we want to do like uh like local bands. Excuse me, like on maybe like Tuesday nights or something, mm -hmm. do a local band that's going to rotate. Um, I mean, we've been doing like child friendly shows some weekend days, like Dude, on, like brunch awesome. shows. Because we really, we really want to do be all encompassing. We want everybody to feel comfortable there. I mean, we're um, 
if any, there's any local comics listening, we're, we're going to open it up here in the next week to have any like for like show pitches and stuff. Cause it's going to be like on the weekends, we will be bringing in big headliners. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do uh, for like weekend shows, you know, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. Mm-hmm. But then during the weekdays. And the um, names that we have right now are mind blowing. Oh, I'm sure. dude. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Austin's blowing up. Yes. They said yes. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's great about Rebecca's connections. I mean, she had such yeah. a great reputation She's in, in New, New York. York, right, right there where yeah. everything is. Right. So. And She's like, yeah, let me text them, and we're like, that's crazy. I know. Shit, what's up? Right. And then the weekdays, like I said, it just we just wanted to be as as supportive of the entire arts community in Austin as we can be. And so we wanted. I mean, we're open to really anything and everything because we, awesome. we just want to bring it. Because the thing is, then you bring in people for like a burlesque show or a music show, and then they see it like, holy crap, you know, um, Bill Burr's coming in in three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, we want as many people that, in. Okay, and wait, I was wait, like, Doc, hold on a second. I was about to get crazy over here. I got your opener right here. I got your opener right here, homeboy. Hey, guys, how much do I have to pay to open for Bill Burr? Jesus Christ, you guys need some more art in that motherfucker? Confirm or deny. Because of where you guys are located, are you concerned about the parking? And also, I mean, Tent City is like yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, right beside like, it. Does that, does that worry in your mind a little bit about, you know, people maybe trying to stray away because of parking and the homeless problem in that area? Sure. Well, I mean, park. Sorry. No, I'll tell you, you talk about parking. Parking, the, the answer is it's never been a problem for downtown before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, straight up. But as far as the, the uh, homelessness. Um, well, we're actually, we're talking to them. We want to work with them. I mean, we're we're not anti-homeless like we want to help like yeah. help we're not trying to like clear it out or anything yeah, so we right. want to work with them to like you know we, we're talking to the city about like all their homeless programs i mean the city kind of just let the homeless do whatever they wanted because of covid and everything had shut down mm-hmm. and so now now we they're putting they're putting together programs of like how to get them housing how to mm-hmm. you know get them jobs how to get them uh, into a place where they can feel comfortable and it, it won't be um a hindrance to anybody coming downtown i mean it, it 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 did get a little. It got more than it used to be. But like I said, I mean, parking wise, I, I mean, I live I live on Sixth Street above the bars on Thirty Six. Oh, it's a shit. nightmare of a place. But uh, there's, I mean, you can walk even right now, even during the pandemic when the bars came back. There's thousands and thousands of people on Sixth Street. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. hasn't hurt. People will find parking because that was a we did we considered that. We're like, well, we don't have a parking lot. But I mean, there's um there's underneath that that interpass right now. I mean, there's parking all over downtown. There's street yeah, parking yeah. and. That was one of our issues, and I'm sure that's going to be half the phone calls we get is where do we park? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, uh, I've gotten assurances from the homeless community that they will not be shitting in front of our doors. <laughs> oh. We asked them to go to the alley, actually, so we should be good. <laughs> we're actually, like, putting an insane amount of cameras up. Oh, we're, what's up? We're, we're, we're working with the police to, like, make sure that alley's safe. There ain't going to be no um, shitting around there. That's I, I mean, we want to make people feel comfortable, I mean, coming in and out. And like we said, we want to do child-friendly shows on the weekends. Like, mm. we want anybody and everybody to feel comfortable coming in there. Uh, you know, getting there, parking, walking around there. I mean, like I said, I, I've never had any trouble, but I know there has been yeah, same. in the past. There has been a crime issue in yeah. like downtown. Like I, that's we're very aware of that. And we are we we're hoping that we can, you know, work with the other owners. Like I, I've, we've met a lot of the other owners like on 6th Street and 7th Street that we're talking to. And then we all want to work together to like, you know, come to some sort of solution or help to help the problem. I don't even like calling it a problem, honestly. Like I'm, I'm not yeah, against yeah. homeless people, but yeah, like yeah. just to to help all of them and us, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Get your lives together, homelesses. <laughs> well, I think it, I, I, I think it's. You say homeless lesbians. Homeless, homelesses, homelesses, homelesses. Well, that's a that's a they political social issue. He said they listen to this. I'm <laughs> sure they do. Somehow they got phones. They listen to the Gay Area podcast. Damn right. <laughs> Is that not where I'm at? Where am I? <laughs> Completely different place. You promise me that's going to be the spinoff. <laughs> you promise uh, me a muffin top. <laughs> well, you had mentioned before you've been you were at Red Seven, right? Did you? Ever yeah. Barracuda when it was Barracuda yeah, yeah 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 so you know the area I mean and those that, those shows I mean that was like an indie music venue for everybody mm-hmm. it was like kind of an indie music uh just all music but I mean there were still people there I mean they didn't move because they weren't doing well they yeah, moved yeah because they just found another spot yeah yeah I saw Doug Stanhope at Red 7 really yeah oh, yeah nice oh yeah show, I love Doug long time ago but uh Stanhope, you know. Oh wow! Confirming so like I I know you guys understand how difficult it is to focus on the craft of comedy while also trying to focus yeah. on booking and promoting a show. Yeah. How is that exasperated by now being co-owner of a club? Like, is that going is, is to squeeze out some of the time that you have towards to, your creative yeah, yeah. endeavors? Yeah. Do we look tired? Because I feel tired. <laughs> no, you I look like you usually tired. look. <laughs> I feel real tired. Um, it's actually nicer. Um, I mean, oftentimes when you're a comedian, you have to have another job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now at least this job, I get to hang out with funny people. Dude, that's cool. Um, right. And so... Right. Well, any, I mean, any, you have to be aware. I mean, you've run shows before. I'm sure like there, you, you, are, you know, as a producer and a comedian, it is a weird fence to sit on because it's like... Do you book yourself? Who do you book? Like, because yeah. then people see you as a producer rather than a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I've, I mean, I've dealt with that for my eight years of doing mm-hmm. comedy. I ran a million shows in Wisconsin too, and so that is, I'm, we're both everybody. We're all very aware of that. And I mean, that's the thing is, it's nice that we have Rebecca because Rebecca is, I mean, as much as like uh, he's programming director, talent coordinator. Rebecca's the general manager. Rebecca's really going to be. I mean, we can kind of push, refer to her for most things. Yeah, you know, because as both of us, we are comedians. I mean, and. I, we know that it's not like we're going to be there. We know that going in. We're not going in there to just book ourselves and build ourselves mm-hmm. a club. They're two different things. I yeah. mean, I, I get enough stage time elsewhere. And so does Colt. We get enough stage time where we're not trying. We're not doing this for ourselves. Yeah. We're doing it for the scene. And I mean, really, that's my producing strategy that I've always had was like how I did it in Madison. When I first started doing comedy eight years ago, there was only one monthly show and two open mics a week. Jesus. And I was just like, we just need more stage time. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this for myself or so I look good or put myself in a power position Everybody just needs more stage time. So then I started another open mic, started like a whole bunch of monthly shows. And by the time I left, there was at least one show or mic every single night of the week. Wow, what's up? Uh, and so and again, because it wasn't in, it's funny because like even my shows that I was running um, before this club, like when the at post COVID, but before the club, uh, all those shows, all, all my friends get mad at me because like, I, I don't even pay myself for any of those things. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was on unemployment, so I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. But like, it was really, I just wanted to build more stage time for everybody because that's how we see it. And like I said, me, Colton, Rebecca, all see eye to eye on this. The more stage time, the better. It shouldn't be a competitive thing or a power thing. We just want all the comedians in town to get better because if you surround yourself with better comics, yeah. you get better. And the so, scene is getting better. Like, dude, it's, it's fucking, I mean, it's always been really good. It's always right. been very underrated in my opinion. Do you like the, the fucking, uh, Santa Claus of Austin comedy and shit. <laughs> when, when I, <laughs> I just want everybody to have a good time. No presents for me. No presents for me. So, <laughs> I started know how to open them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, you right? Have trouble yeah. with that shit too. Nope. So I, I started in San Antonio at yep. uh, River Center Comedy Club a long, long time ago, and I know that the culture there at the time was uh, you had to do the open mics first, and then 
They selected people from that group to, uh, you know, they groomed people and selected them to do the Midnight Madness show on Fridays and then Saturdays. And then from that group, they went on to do others. Like that's where they got their openers and their showcases throughout the week and stuff like that. And that was their method of growing the scene. And it was a very small scene at that time. I mean, you is know, pre LOL. Yeah, this is pre LOL. Okay. Uh, it was a small scene. Like I think, you know, on the Friday show, there might be eight to 10 of us, yeah. right? And that was wow. and that was the majority of the scene at that Damn. time. Uh, this is a long time ago. Yeah, how uh, old are you? <laughs> it started in 1906. 70, so this, is, this, yeah. this, yeah. Was, this was, this was a, about three years, railroad. three years after uh, Hiroshima. There's a, <laughs> good year, good year. Oh uh, yeah, right? Great year for comedy. Vintage. Let me Great tell you, Charlie Chaplin was killing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for me, that was the way I seen, uh, that's the way that I witnessed the scene being grown. And there was a lot of camaraderie uh, in, in the scene at that time. And then, you know, fast forward all these years later, there's a lot more people doing stuff and it seems a little bit harder to actually grow a scene. Uh, what is, what's the blueprint that you guys are thinking of for like, how, how do you envision yourselves? You say you want to grow the scene, help people grow, get better, pre uh, present opportunities. Is it going to be something like that? Or how, how are you going to try to do this? I'm just going to not laugh at any of their jokes. You don't already. You don't do that now. What are you talking about? I don't even watch. You don't. I was, we did a show a couple of months ago and you had like said something about my set when I got off and I was like, oh, you watched? Like, you were paying attention? I didn't think that you were paying attention to people's sets. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a good question. And like, like I said, I mean, my whole thing was I, I've always hated in comedy the competitiveness and territorialism that there is in some cities. There's enough for everybody, right? Because there's there's a there's an audience for literally every type of comic. You know right. what I'm saying? There's an audience to like, you know, really deadpan shit, uh, dark humor, silly, goofy guys, or like your normal comics and stuff. There's right. there's an audience for everybody. It's not like there's a, like, not you enough didn't people. Just point at me, did you? <laughs> there's there's <laughs> you like you know there's there's these types of comics. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then there's you know and then normal comics. And then there's like you know there's like there's like really good amazing great comics you know like you know right. and then there's you know cause, there's other people I'm playing, I'm playing. but no but there's there's a scene for everybody like everybody can can find their own scene and their group of people that are going to help support right. their career right well and i'll tell you i i like i said i've always hated that and like i when i started my shows up i told like a lot of the open mics and the showcases right now that are happening in austin i kind of gave them my blueprint for how i go to venues how i approach them people would ask me they'd be like never run a show before never run a mic what do i say who do i talk to and I'll tell them, you know, you just go to a bar, talk to the bartender, ask if they were done the comedy night, get to get the manager's info, you know, do the first one for free as a proof of concept. I, I just, I have mm -hmm. a blueprint because I, I ran like over 40 venues in Wisconsin. And then from here, I've already ran about 15. Yeah. And so like, I, I just, it, and it's not that difficult. People just are scared to do it because they're just like, you know, what do I do? But, and it wasn't, people even asked me, like, are you going to be mad if I run a show on Mondays at 7 p.m. that's going to, you know, conflict with your show? And I'm like, not at all, please. Mm -hmm. The more shows, the better. I really... I just don't like that territorialism, that competitiveness. Somebody even asked yeah. me the other day, they were like, well, you run all of downtown Austin. Will you be mad if I run a downtown show? And I'm like, first off, I do what not the run fuck, all, dude? Yeah. all of downtown Austin. Like, Second like off, a no. mob. Yeah, I know. It's like, no, that's, I mean, there are like certain groups. That run like, a I'll, lot of shows. I'll talk to the family. I'll let you know. Yeah. Actually, we do, we do have a production <laughs> meeting. Corner, and I'm telling dick jokes <laughs> okay, over here. Yeah, <laughs> on my territory. <laughs> my so anyways, what's up with airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a bit of a Goof. You're right. You're right. Gabagool. Just get some gabagool. <laughs> Fucking bury the hatchet, eh? It is a mafia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, you, I, I walk in with just a fur coat. This is over my yeah. shoulders. You're just like, what are you like, talking about? I don't fucking run anything. You're like, 
Yeah. Cut the cigar. Go, get it over here. Right here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's fucking short tonic. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. like, we're talking about different types of shows. I think it's just like, I think of, of the worst part about any scene that's established is it just has those fucking people in yeah. it that just like get <clears throat> shit and mm-hmm. they expect it. And then they don't grow because nobody's ever threatening them. So like just giving other people opportunities yeah. where you can grow out and just like, hey, either grow or fucking get pushed And it's out. not the same five or six comics. It's, you know, you're picking from a much larger right. pool and everything, right. giving everybody the opportunity. Right. Well, and that, that change and that, not turnover, but that change and growth, I mean, it makes it makes comics better because if you become stagnant and you're doing the same show for 15 yeah. years, yeah. then it's like, you're not going to get any better. Yeah, yeah. Like well, you need to change and do other scenes. Mm-hmm. Like real talk, before COVID, like the club system was dying. Yeah. So what makes you think that this in general, in general, like, you know, cl- the people were moving away from clubs as is. So what mm-hmm. makes you think that opening a club is a, a wise venture right now? As far as money goes? Yeah. 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 I mean, or I mean, like we're, we're not we're not creating. I mean, I might get some flack for this. Um Sorry, Rebecca, if you're watching. <laughs> we're creating an art house. We're creating a culture center. We're yeah. creating a thing. We're doing paint jams or muralists will come and do our our wall every two months. So it's like we're doing burlesque. We're doing drag. We're doing okay. a bunch of shit. There's there's streaming. There's other ways. Yeah. And also, we have vodka. Do you want it? Come get it. Because we've got it. If you have a hankering or social anxiety, we have the cure. Right. Well, that I mean, that's what it is. It's not like the, the idea of like the cookie cutter comedy club. Like, um, excuse me. I, and I, I perform at these clubs and I like them. So please, yeah. uh, anybody listening. I love Laugh Factories and Zanies. Like, but like those franchisee type of clubs, I mean, they just do weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. they turn over the room. You get done with the show, you leave. Yeah. They come and see the headliner and leave. And that is not what we're going for at all. We That's why it's nice that we have two performance spaces. So then when a show ends, then you go outside into our amazing Avatar beer garden area. And again, you know, guess what? Tomorrow we have burlesque. And then the next day, like we have a local band. That is very different from yeah. the typical idea right. of a so, club. Because usually when the show's over, they want them out. Like not, yeah, yeah. but you sound yeah. like you want people to, hey, Stay, you watch the show and then out. hang out with us and, yeah. and yeah. drink. And, and so there's there's two okay. performance oh, yeah. spaces. Are you going to be doing comedy in both of them sometimes? Or yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, Dude, that's yeah. awesome. And we want to, I mean, at, at first we'll probably start just, uh, just mainly outdoors mm-hmm. just because, you know, COVID yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but no, eventually uh, we do want to run, you know, shows kind of staggering. And so that's really, that's awesome. And they're going to be different. So like, let's say there's a, you know, an 8 PM Thursday show for a headliner that ends inside and guess what? Karaoke starts outside of tent. So yeah, yeah. people come in just for the karaoke or you stay inside, you meet, that's you smart. do the meet and greet with the headliner. And so having those two spaces and just staggering who's coming in and out, it just, we, I mean, we, we lucked out again, like finding this venue, we got the location, getting Rebecca to run it for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's all it's all come together really well. Because the outside venue, the unless they changed it, but that's pretty big too, right? It's like you can huge. fit a lot of people there yep. as well. They're both 250 both seaters. So yeah. I was gonna say, that's where I saw Stanhope was out there. Yeah. And I mean, it was packed to fucking till. Did you do something about that pole in front of the stage? Yeah, yeah. we did. Okay. Okay. We did, yeah. Dude, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah we, it's March 29th, so we've already done it. Already. Yes. <laughs> yes, oh my god, I love today. How warm! Yeah, yeah wow. It's it's warm almost, you can tell. I can't it's we, yeah, we open in a couple it, days. Yeah, you can tell <laughs> April's coming. You know, we can just tell yeah. it's right around the corner. Well, I mean, you, like you've been to Red or you were at Red Seven and Barracuda. Just wait till you see the transformation. Yeah, I can't done, wait, man. It is amazing. I mean, yeah. we've been 
kind of having people in and out of there. But now since we're getting all the projects done, we've kind of like cut off having people come in because yeah, yeah. we're just like, wait all right, you the, saw the bare bones. Now yeah, just yeah. wait to see That's how crazy, cool this man. is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, man, because it's uh, what it's doing for the Austin comedy scene is going to be great, too, because the more we have, the better. And I feel like this, like with the shows that I've been doing, you guys, we can all uh, comment on this. But I feel like the shows that I've been doing since COVID, that the, the crowds are just like on fire lately. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of, I've never seen so many people at shows before I, i've done so many colton you know this shit like cheatham you do as well you know we've been here for a long time and we've seen how many shows have we done like open mics where there's fucking five comics there and a bartender mm -hmm. now like these open mics are like actually really well attended and there's more and more people coming and then when we do showcase like i did a show speakeasy a couple of weeks ago yeah. there was like fucking like damn near 200 people there you yeah. know what i'm saying and these are shows yeah. that normally we can barely get people to come out for but people are yeah. thirsty for this shit now you guys are opening at the perfect, yeah. like literally the perfect time right and now. And they're yeah. becoming more literate too. Yeah. Because a lot of people go like, oh, I like comedy. Mm -hmm. I like cat videos. I'm like, you're going to fucking hate my sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to hate yeah. this shit. Well, that was yeah. the best part about like starting stuff back up too because the people that were coming out to bars were so com like comedy and like live comedy hungry that they were laughing mm -hmm. at anything everything. and everything. Yeah. It was so great to get things started. So now like the crowds have been just so easy to just Dude, crush it. Yeah, it's there's nice. been a couple times I've been like said shit. I'm like, that's not a joke. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't <laughs> trying to be funny there. You guys wait for the fucking punchline. You're going to really die, you know? Yeah. I got but, a laugh break. I was like, hey, I'm gay. They're like, shut <laughs> up. Get out of here. Oh, my God. I was like, well, actually, oh my God. Is it just is it just me being locked inside for 12 months? Or is this guy hilarious? I mean, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. I had to tell him to shut the fuck up. So I could tell Dude, I, I, had to call, I called a girl a cunt the other day like four times on nice. stage. Because she just like three minutes into my set says, boo, not funny. I'm like, bitch, I didn't even start yet. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it was conveniently right at, as I was doing a cunt joke. So I was like, oh, dude, this is perfect a live example we got a cunt right here and i'm talking about cunts what about why don't you come on stage and we'll show everybody you know <laughs> no, but, cunt uh, jokes yeah. not funny i'm with her <laughs> <laughs> it was funny before that little <laughs> uh, but yeah so you guys are doing an awesome thing for the awesome comedy scene uh what else are you guys working on I mean, you got the club you're doing shows like a motherfucker every day yeah there, there's like. uh there's only one day in march that uh rough cut comedy doesn't have a show and so it's uh it's crazy. We just lined up and every Friday we are at uh the Russian house. Um starting Oh shit, next what's week. up, dude? That's yeah. awesome. That one's starting to back up. Uh every Monday we're at WTF at seven PM. Every Tuesday we are at Baker Street at eight PM. Every Wednesday I'm at the Lucky Duck at eight PM. Thursdays we're at Poor Choices at eight PM. Fridays uh we are at WTF at 7 p.m. And Wisequacks. And Wisequacks. Oh yeah, and Wisequacks Friday. And then we have a lot of like monthly shows. These are just yeah. the weekly shows every week. And then monthly we have like we're all over the place. Buda, Leander. Um, we have a show coming up in um, Kyle, Texas. Uh, I mean, I've been getting a lot of help, Dude. honestly. As much as like I, I kind of took over a rough cut from uh, Gabe, I've had a lot of help. Like Colton's been helping me out a ton. Uh, Brendan Gay, he's a new guy from New York. Yeah, I've yeah. known him for a long Super time. Uh, he's been helping out a lot. I mean, Candice Medina, she's going to be running the she's Sunday funny. show. Yeah, she's hilarious. She's hilarious. And so like... I try to keep it kind of like very tight knit at first. And now I'm just kind of delegating out to everybody. Cause yeah. I'm just like, you know, everybody should have their own show, run it how you want to do it. And I'll make sure people show up. So are you going to uh, cut back on those shows a little bit once uh Creek and cave opens up? Or are you just going to, you're going to delegate a little bit more of that responsibility? Exactly. Yeah. yeah just okay. more, more delegating. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be at, at the club quite a bit, but uh, I still want, I mean, all those shows, they, they'll kind of just filter in because like in the last four months of running shows, we built up the rough cut name and like a good, it's got a great reputation. Mm -hmm. People will come out to anything we put on now. Yeah. And so all these shows that are just, I call them satellite shows are just going to filter right into the club. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Start promoting for that as well. Yeah. And those shows are going to exist whether or not 
we cancel them or not yeah. you know like right. people love somebody them. yeah somebody will take it over too mm-hmm. if you guys like you know stop doing it and someone will be like oh shit well, we'll just start doing a show there right yeah so i'd rather keep it under the rough cut umbrella yeah, why and, not? Then, and then all these other people coming i mean we there's so many good comics that not only have moved here like uh like the, the tim dillons and stuff and of the, of the world but that are coming into town i mean we're bringing in matt broussard in two weeks uh we're bringing in and we brought in shane, uh, shane torres bringing in sean patent Oh, wow. uh, and these are these aren't for the club these are for my indie shows oh, wow, like dude. it's crazy that's crazy man that's yeah. big time and we can say those names yeah, yeah those can. names those i can one, say yeah those <laughs> ones you can. awesome anything uh mm-hmm. nah yeah um so <clears throat> everything's gonna open up on april 1st like that's the hard date yep. mm-hmm. and do you guys have a show planned for that that you can promote or are you guys still waiting on names i or? know it's in two days yeah okay <laughs> so you should just go ahead and say it and stop we bullshit should yeah. say it we yeah. should yeah. but, uh, but you'll just have to follow us on instagram it's not for sure. yeah okay. the shows are already sold out by the way <laughs> when oh, you hear this but yeah, yeah. it's good awesome. well it's gonna be a big name yeah um, yeah, it's a yeah. Pretty, it's Bill Cosby. It's Bill Cosby. <laughs> we're doing another Zoom show. Yeah, another Zoom show. We're bringing Zoom Bernie show. Mac back from the dead. Man. Oh, so you guys want to fucking be there, man? I ain't Dr. scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you tell everybody where they can find you at on uh, social media and online and everything where they can find I'm out more Colton about Colton Dowling at Colton Dowling <laughs> Creek and Cave. That's you know you know just yeah. Google that. Yeah. Um, Rough Cut Comedy yep. and Marty Clark is funny boy. What is your thing? Funny boy sixty nine. I'm a clown boy. It's sad. What is I'm it? A clouds, I'm a clown boy. I don't know. It's uh, at at comedian Marty on everything. Um, follow uh, Rough Cut Comedy on Instagram and Facebook for all our Rough Cut shows, and follow Creek and Cave Creek and Cave C R E E K A N D C A V E on Instagram and Facebook for uh, the Creek. We have some huge announcements coming up. We have a scavenger hunt coming up. Um, and we're going to start announcing our big names. So uh, Dude, that's I, awesome. I need y'all to stop playing coy and give us something. <laughs> you come all the way down here to this beautiful studio to give us nothing. Oh, well, I can we, tell you about week two. Yeah. Give okay. Me week, two. Give me two. week two is Eddie Peppertown. Oh, shit. What's okay, up? Yeah. Eddie is a fucking hilarious. Yeah, I've seen Eddie, him at the yeah. comedy store many times. Love hilarious. Yep. He's uh, had a new album come out, correct? Recently? Yeah, he did. On Amazon, I believe. Yeah. Right. That my, dude's hilarious, man. Wait, yeah. he's the reason like. I, like, You're the big name for week comedian. one. Is that what this is? Yeah, I'm oh, wow. actually headlining week one. <laughs> April 1 through 3, I'm going to be headlining the Creek in a Cave. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Those are some big names, and I'm sure there's going to be even bigger ones once you guys are able to actually uh, convey that. Isn't that yeah. uh, So make sure you follow them on social media. Do that. Make sure you uh, 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 come and check out a show. Uh, it's going to be at the Old Red 7 on uh, Red, uh, Red River in 7th. Um, 611 East 7th. There you go. Come check it out. Uh, they've got. Marty does some really good shows. They both do great shows. Uh, yeah, I heard yeah, from a, fr- a, mutual, a friend of mine randomly told me the other day that he went to your show at WTF on Friday and said it was really good. And as soon as he's he said that, liar. I was like, oh, dude, I was like, <laughs> I know Colton. You know, he's, he's okay. He's right. He's <laughs> a silly, like, silly boy. Yeah, I was like, but no, that, uh, but he said it was a good show, man. So the word's getting around. Saini so Colton. Yeah. So, uh, Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Thanks for coming, coming in. Great. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. It's at podcast, the gray area, facebook.com backslash the gray area Boom. podcast. Twitter, we are at Podcast Gray Area. Yep. Make sure you go to hotpiemedia.com to check out. Uh, you can find all of our episodes there. You can find like little bios on me and Cheatham. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also find out all about all these other uh, awesome shows that Hot Pie Media is producing. A lot of great, great shows. Paranormally uh, trying to haunt us. Yeah. I don't appreciate that. 
Uh, <laughs> awesome shows, man. So make sure you check that out. Check get out these Amy guys Edwards. A follow. Yeah, give these guys a follow on um on online and everything. Shout out Big Dan. And then please share our show. <laughs> Big Dan don't mess around. That motherfucker, he brought a quarter pound of weed in last time. Quarter I think, pound? Man. That was like a quarter key. Goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker had like a, like a three pounds of weed just on the table, not giving a shit. He just walked in, dumped the backpack, and goes, who want it? <laughs> he doesn't what? give a fuck. Then he started popping yeah, uh, coked up cornflakes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and as, long as I brought one blue beer, I'm going to go get go. Um, another six. There you okay. go. Why not? But thank uh, you guys again for checking you. out the show. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your friends about Marty, tell them about Colton. Don't be shy. Don't be stingy. Come back to the gray area. We're going to be here doing it again. For Chad, I'm Cheatham. Be kind to each other. And here's mud in your eyes. Peace. Thanks. Mud in your eyes? Yes, right. That's I'm going to go get some beer. <laughs> There's beer in your mouth. <laughs> beer in your mouth. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.